0: Hey there, I'm Eric Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. Join us on our journey to building a $100 million company. What is happening? My name is Eric J. Olson. I am your host for this episode of the Journey to $100 Million podcast. I am live streaming right now on every social media platform known to mankind but what I'm doing at this point is we had another new person join the team. And like always, I like to bring new members of the team onto this podcast and then live broadcast at the same time to kind of introduce them to the world, let you know what we're doing. The point of our podcast journey to $100 million is to share all the ups and downs of growing this agency from nothing to $100 million by a time it, the clock turns 2030, and it may seem like a long ways away, but not to me. Like I know it's right around the corner. We have a lot of work to do and we need really, really good people, which is why we hired Rebecca Fanal. Hey, Rebecca.
1: Hi, Eric. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for making the time to join me. I know you have a busy schedule. Can you tell everybody what it is that you're doing here at Array Digital?
1: Absolutely. So I am the account manager here at Array Digital, and I think I have my hands in just about everything that goes on. And I've only been here about two weeks, I think, maybe just over two weeks, but I am loving it so far. I am working with all of our different teams, our advertising team, our SEO team, our web design team, and I'm with Got my hands in all of those projects that they're doing for all of our different clients. And I'm kind of the point person, the go-to person that makes sure everything gets done. So, yeah.
0: Are, Are we keeping you busy? Is there enough work here for you?
1: I'd say there's enough work. I'm definitely busy, but it's work that I enjoy, so...
0: Oh, well, cool. So Rebecca is our uh, newest account manager. Kayla used to do your role. And then she really wanted to get into content strategy. And we, we had an opportunity to kind of move things around and get her into a different position. But uh, but yeah, now Rebecca is going to be uh, our account manager and contacting all of our clients on a regular basis. You know, for me, this was one of those positions that I knew a long time ago that we needed to fill. And again, Kayla was the first, you're now the second one in this position. And It won't be long before we have many account managers, but it's incredibly important to keep the lines of communication open with clients. And so that's why we we needed this position. Now, Rebecca, uh, we've got 60-some clients. How do you handle all that communication? Because you've got not only the clients, but then you've got to talk to everybody internally about what the client just told you and vice versa. How do you juggle all that?
1: I think it's mostly about prioritizing first and foremost, making sure, I mean, I have lists of what I need to do for the day of who I need to get in contact with. And so that's, I mean, really the first step, the prioritizing which clients need to be spoken to first. Um, Another thing that I'm doing that I've talked a little bit with, I think I mentioned it to you, but I know I've talked a lot with Gary about it is I'm, I have this vision of, creating like not necessarily a spreadsheet, but something that where every client lives and it has just a map of how often are we contacting them? How often are we meeting with them? Who is their sales or all these different things that we can see at a glance to really make sure that we are getting in contact with these clients on a regular basis. And they're hearing from us all the time, because like you said, with 60 plus clients, it's a lot, and it's a lot to keep track of. So that's one of the things that I'm doing my best to implement in this, walking into this new role. So, yeah.
0: There's a lot and you're right. And and I I have a similar vision when it comes to organizing our clients And, and it starts way in the beginning for me, because I'm involved in sales. And I know that the moment that a, a contract is signed there, there's just a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be done. And it all funnels into operations and what you're doing, but I would love some system where one day and it's electronically signed and then the computer just takes over and it creates all the tasking based on what check boxes are checked and everybody gets their tasks. And then there's all sorts of follow-ups and just to organize all of that and. We have systems now, but you know, th- we, it has to be kind of glued together in a lot of cases with things like Google Sheets or, you know, for other people that don't use Google, like Excel. Unfortunately, that's where we're at right now. I'm, I'm sure you've looked at our client matrix sheet and oh, you're like, wow, there's absolutely. a lot of information here.
1: <laughs> I spent a lot of time in the client matrix, but yeah, that sounds like a dream. I would love something like that. And that's something that we're going to be working toward.
0: So you may not know this, but in my previous life, I was a computer program and I would put together data intensive web applications, like custom applications. And I, I always want to like dust off my, my coding skills and just start like banging out this application where all that could be done, but it, it would be a big one. And another kind of issue that we would have with something like that is we're constantly changing. We're constantly right. learning and improving and each time, if we had software like that, each time we changed, guess what? The software would have to change. It would be like ooh, a lot of work. Right. Yeah. So cool. You know what? I kind of skipped over like the intro part. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Where do you live? Like,
1: okay. Yeah. All
0: those <laughs> kinds of things.
1: Sure. So I live in Miami. I'm born and raised in Miami. I spent a few years in Texas, in Fort Worth, but I've been back here since. 2017. Um, I got married. I had a baby. So I have a daughter. She's 18 months old and she is just the most hilarious and fun little girl. Fun fact, we speak only Spanish at home. I know by the look, by looking at me, we don't, that's not necessarily what people think of, especially when you hear me speak English. Um, But we speak exclusively Spanish at home. What else? What else is fun about me? All kinds of stuff.
0: But, <laughs> but Yeah, yeah what, When you told me that you speak fluent Spanish at home, I was like I would have never never guessed. Now, you you are in Miami, so you probably, you know, you a little bit exposed to the Spanish language every once in a while, but that's it, really interesting and also that you're raising your daughter to be fluent in Spanish, which makes obviously a tremendous amount of sense. So, we now have Two folks down in Miami, actually, Rebecca, you know this, but everyone else does. And I was down in Miami a couple of weeks ago and took Rebecca and our other employee in Miami, Carlos, uh, who was also a guest on the journey to $100 million a couple months ago, uh, out to dinner. It was uh, February and we were dining right next to the ocean. It was just amazing. Just an amazing location and and amazing because it was warm as well. And I'm not used to that in February. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Miami is one of the only places you're going to get true warmth. And I was actually a little chilly, you know. It was a little windy up there. So for me, anything above, anything below like 70, I get cold.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people that are going to hear that are like, yeah, you don't know cold. (laughs) No,
1: no, no. I've seen snow a couple of times. It snowed when I lived in Texas twice, and that's just miserable for me. Like, I much prefer the sun. I can deal with the rain that Florida has, no problem, but... I, and I can look at the snow. It's pretty. That's it is it.
0: pretty. Yeah. It's fun to play in and then you want mm-hmm. it to go away. Right. Yeah. About five yeah.
1: minutes. That's that's all you get from me in the snow.
0: So what is interesting about you being bilingual is now we have three people on the team that are fluent in Spanish. And we're starting to talk a lot more about a Spanish offering which would be incredibly interesting. And I've done a little bit of research. 13% of the United States population speaks Spanish. I, I believe the stat is, and I don't have it in front of me, Speaks Spanish at home, which tells me that's the primary language, even though they may be fluent in English, they right. prefer Spanish. That's a lot. We have 300-some million people, so uh, roughly 50 million Americans. If my math is right, I think it is. Uh, are primarily Spanish speakers. That's a big population. Have you ever worked in a a Spanish primary business? Yes. Or one that offered Spanish?
1: Yes, twice. I worked at a church, a Spanish church called Casa. Um, I actually still am a member of that church. And all of my business was done in Spanish. So a lot of it was translating. So for example the people that I was working for spoke primarily Spanish and if something, a task needed to get done, like a bank transfer or something like that. I would step in and make sure that we could get that done in English. So that was one of them. And I also worked with a travel agency and a lot of my clients were Spanish speakers because the owners of that agency were Spanish speakers.
0: Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Yeah. So we are actively looking into that and probably in the next couple of months, we'll be rolling out that kind of offering. We have to figure out a lot out because certainly if if we were to get a client that preferred Spanish, if they spoke Spanish, then it's perfect the way it is right now because you could be the interface and obviously you you are fluent in Spanish. Uh, But I, I would imagine that we'd start off with English speaking businesses that want to attract Spanish speakers to their offering. That seems kind of like the low hanging fruit Otherwise, I have to learn Espanol much better uh, so that I can sell it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. If not, I, I can step in. I haven't done much sales, but you never know.
0: I'm, yeah. I yeah. used to speak Spanish, and uh, it, it kind of went away. I may have to dust that off again and figure it it's, out.
1: It's probably in your back pocket. It's probably right there just waiting for you to take it out and, and work on it a little bit. But if you learn a language, it's all—it's always there. Just yeah. Change.
0: Well, I'm heavy uh, Spanglish right now.
1: Spanglish uh, is good. Spanglish is more than a lot of people can do.
0: <laughs> so what are some of the challenges that, that you've faced so far as far as like working with the team and working with the clients? Is there anything you didn't expect?
1: Nothing unexpected yet. Not to say that something couldn't come up, but I think my main challenge is not having like the full picture, a lot of times, like I'll get a request or a complaint of something I have never seen before. And I kind of just have to figure it out and, you know, make the client happy at the end of the day or figure out how to make them happy at the end of the day. And so that's been a little bit challenging, but not something that was unexpected. I mean, walking into a new role where there's a lot of historical data and a lot of clients, you're bound to run into that.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things that the people that have been around for a while, they can provide a whole lot of background information that we just failed to write down in this system or that system or whatever, right? There's a lot happens over the course of years with lots of different clients and lots of different people kind of coming in and out. And I know that's a challenge, right? And you see me do it often. Like I uh, just two days ago, I was reaching out to someone saying, hey, what's going on with the situation from like two years ago? And luckily someone remembered, right? Uh, Otherwise, you have to do a whole lot of digging. So although it would be nice to have everything documented, the reality is it would take forever to document everything and there would be volumes of this documentation that you would never be able to even look through. So it is helpful and important just to be able to be like, Hey, everybody, I got a question about this thing. And then someone will pipe out or pipe in and and tell you what's up. But I I get it. It's a challenge. I appreciate you being patient about that.
1: All comes with the territory.
0: All right. So, your vision for the future, we're talking about some sort of a software system.
1: Yes. I mean, maybe not even software, just the, I mean, I'm doing research. There's, we're, this is phase one, just the dreaming part, but something where mostly for myself as the account manager or any future account managers, just a way to keep track of how often these people need to be contacted, how often our clients need to be contacted, how many meetings they're having, based on the tier of the client, um, how many services do they have with us? Kind of all of those things kind of influence how often or not somebody needs to be contacted. So it's like, it's in my head and we're working on how to get it out of my head, but I think it's gonna be a useful tool once it exists myself and for any future person that comes in to the company as well.
0: You know, I I bet there's some, I don't know how much you've looked into HubSpot, but HubSpot has a marketplace where there's third-party tools you can either get for free or buy and then plug it into HubSpot. Mm -hmm. My guess is that there's something like that where you could say, anyone in this like group, I want to contact at least once a week. Anyone in this other group, I want to contact at least once a month. And then you get like some sort of report or alerts when you haven't contacted them as frequently as you would like i bet you there's something like that in hubspot HubSpot's incredibly powerful and i know you can spend an awful lot of money on it directly and then also those plugins but something i mean like all of our data is already in hubspot so it would be nice right? if there was just something to kind of get you what you're looking for without having to put all that data somewhere else
1: yeah i love hubspot i will definitely look into that i haven't gotten that far yet but so far it's been a great tool for me
0: well cool so the the dinner that we went to mm-hmm. me you and carlos that's where we're going to do our christmas party
1: all right december
0: 4th i think is the date i've been in contact with them i need to just finalize it and book it up on that third floor the the, the upstairs so nice with the twinkly lights. With the twinkly lights. Yep. That's going to be very nice. And so I appreciate you and Carlos showing me that spot. You guys are right. It was super That's nice so and I want to go back. So
1: I love it. It's a good one.
0: I'll be back. Cool. All right, Rebecca. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Glad to have you Thank on the you. team. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Are you a business owner looking to reach more customers and grow? Array Digital is a world class digital marketing agency that partners with companies just like yours. We've worked with top brands throughout the country and love helping businesses generate more revenue, employ more people, and serve more customers. Reach out to find out more about our award winning website design, SEO, advertising, and social media. You can find us online at thisisarray.com or call us. That's 757-333-3021.